Hello? Hey, you You alright? Yeah, you. Not bad. There he is. <laughs> You're still connecting to the audio, so I can't hear you. There we go. There we go. I'm new to right, Never used it before, mate, so... I know, when you... When... When you were messaging me about the technology you needed, it was kind of like explaining to my grandma what a PS4 was. Do you know what? For someone who loves technology, I've got a couple of laptops in the house that still run um, Windows 97, I think. It's classic. Classic yeah. operating no, system. Probably, probably oh, the most stable one. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, man? You good? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too. Looking well, mate. Looking well. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. I, I was, I was a bit, I wasn't certain if I was going to be able to uh, speak into the microphone, Ross. Please. I am speaking. It's still, that's closer than it normally is. <laughs> All right, that's okay. as close as it needs to get. Otherwise, it'll be up my fucking nose. Is it plugged into the USB? <laughs> hey, is it plugged in? Yeah, it's fucking plugged in. <laughs> you think this is? <laughs> Sweet. All right, cool. Well, do you want to? I guess I don't know. Do I need to introduce you guys to each other? So. Simon. It's Liam Moser. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm glad to say it's, it still says Liam Moser because I wasn't sure if you changed your name completely, like officially for realsies. I have for realsies. Have you really? Yeah, just to wind um, the missus up. Does your missus? Does, I don't suppose your missus works in Costa, does she? She does, mate. Okay, now I nearly said something as well. It was when was it? It had been like October or November time, and I went back to Barrow, and me and uh, me and my missus were uh, going through Costa drive-through, and I, and I, I, she seemed really familiar, and I was like, I fucking recognise her. <laughs> and then it wasn't until like a few days later, and I saw someone on Facebook, and I was like, it's weird, his missus. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she served me my coffee. <laughs> She tends to do that. That's part of the job, to be fair. I mean, that's it's it's a basic need for Costa. Yeah, yeah. It took her a while, but she started now, like. All right. So, should we do a proper intro then? Yeah, go on. Oh, you want me? I thought I thought you were going to uh, go for it. No, you're all right. Um, I don't okay. I don't like doing the intros and outros, so it's best uh, to get no, out of the way. fuck them up all the time. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> e e even when I've got it's everything annoyed. written down. It's annoyed. <laughs> All oh, listeners can see right through you, man. <laughs> the thing is, Simon does a very, a very sort of. He has this little trick where he'll sort of crack on like he's going to do an intro, and he'll say two lines, then palm it off on me immediately. Yeah, I've seen that as well. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. And his oh, ability man. to recount jokes as well. Is, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's not his, not his best trait. I'd say. You know what I mean? Well, it's like a bit of it's because I, I like to sort of, you know, fly with it, you know, like bang, 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 you just pull them out of my head. If yeah, it's actually it. like a script, I'm fucked. <laughs> so why do you have to um, wear tight pants in Russia? Uh, in case your testicles fall out. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> the well-known the well Russian town testicles. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simon and Ross podcast. Joined as always by my friend and colleague, Mr. Simon Parker. From across the Pennines. Hello, Ross. How are we doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. This time we've got uh, our guest is uh, a friend of mine from back in school. Uh, forms 50% of the dodecahedrons. Yes. Mr. Liam Moser. Hello. How are we doing? Not too bad, yourself? The way you said hello then kind of sounded like, do you remember that Peter K sketch when he's impersonating his dad, uh, no, his granddad, and he's going, hello, <laughs> it's your granddad on the voicemail. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you in Barrow then? Yeah, still still stuck. Here, mate. Can you not see the roses in the background? That's, <laughs> that's the view out my window, isn't it? <laughs> Barrow Park, right up against it. I love coming back to Barrow, I do. The, the thing is, to be honest, whenever I go back, there, I don't see any of my mates. No. I go back and I just bounce around my family, spend a lot of time with my grandma, and we usually do two nights on and then come straight back to Leeds. I never go back and actually get to spend time with with any of my mates. Is that in case someone catches you and forces you to stay? Because you escaped, you escaped once. 
you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind um, settling in, in in Barrow. To be honest, I know Fatima like probably wouldn't be. It's a it's a safe place. Is Barrow? That's for sure. There's just not a lot in terms of like you know. Ultimately, your kids will end up moving away to go to university and things like that. <laughs> to go to uni and stuff. I mean, I did the same thing. You know, I worked in the yard for three years. If this I... was a pitch for the Visit Barrow um, like campaign, then you, you've ruined it, Ross. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not much to sell. We're behind the, behind the times here still. Duran Duran have just hit the charts. That's how far behind we are, you know what I mean? Will you wait next year, Frankie goes to Hollywood will blow your mind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when, when Die Hard with a Vengeance comes out, Jeremy Irons is going to absolutely blow your mind. <laughs> Well, you, uh, on that, you, you're looking at least 12 years for that. What, Jeremy Irons? No, for Die, Die Hard with a Vengeance came out oh. in about 95, 96, didn't it? Oh, so, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the first time it hit me when um, I came back to Barrow, and it was, this is going back now a couple of years, I came, I came back for um, someone's birthday, and I was absolutely pissed out of my school, and I was sat on uh, Rollinson Street. You know where the church is near the top? Yeah. You know where Abbey Road is? Simon, you know where I mean, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's with the Duke of Ed on the bottom of it. There you go, see? It is very close to the Duke of Ed. He's <laughs> never been. But, um, yeah, I was, I was sat on Rawlinson Street, sat on Rawlinson Street wondering why my Uber wasn't working. And I, I don't know if it exists now, but it didn't. No, mate, it doesn't. First time I'd, um, I'd even used Uber was last year in Germany, to be fair. It was... Um, there you go. Behind with the times, mate, behind. We've got Uber Eats now, though, to be fair, so good so i i think yeah, i must have tuned out because I, I was i thought you were trying to tell us that your phone wasn't working <laughs> that's all, oh, all. My phone was working fine. yeah that's fine <laughs> it was the town that was broken i'm from there if anybody else reads it i go fucking mental <laughs> so we've got we've got liam on to discuss his top five movies um which is going to be uh, interesting and um, yeah, should we crack on with it, Ross? So I guess um, a good place to start would be... Should we crack on with it, Ross? Yes, let's go. So let's see you on the other side <laughs> of the music. So... Welcome back. <laughs> so you can, you can you can see where after uh, a year of doing this, it's uh, no no smoother than it was. It's all tricks of editing. That's all it is. It makes it look really well. Dare I say smooth? Yeah, he he, he does a good job. To be fair, from what I've seen so far. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he does. That bit staying. That bit staying. <laughs> yeah. Just that bit. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> So when you were picking your films then, how difficult did you find it? Extremely, to be fair. It's like I said to you on a message. If you said TV shows, I could have gone like that and probably picked five straight away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's some with films, it's it's remembering them all to begin with. And everything you've seen, you remember. Do you know what I mean? Other films popping into your head. It's um, yeah, It wasn't easy. And then I was picking films that I thought, that's everyone's favourite film, that. And I thought, can I be that boring? Do you know what I mean? Can I come on and just say everyone's favourite film and then... Can I just come on and say what I shipped down? I'll scrub me number four off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had a few, we've had a few um, repeats, haven't we? Yeah. I think uh, the, the two that come to mind is I think we've had a couple of Lord of the Rings and a couple of Inceptions. Inception is the one that seems to crop up quite no. a lot. Yeah. Neither of them yeah. am I. Inception's probably my reject list, but I think Inception's up there for everyone because it goes back to what we were saying the other week, where it's almost like um, you know, you get like the films that make you think, and the really good ones are not really accessible to like a larger audience because a lot of people can't be asked thinking that hard when they watch a film. It all depends on what you look for in a film, innit? And I think Inception is on the it's on the cusp where if you if you, if you like a, a sort of a bit of an enigma, then it's good, but it's not too taxing to watch. Do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's not like, um, I don't know, what kind of film would be considered, like, too heavy going? 
Emmanuel in space. <laughs> yeah, it's no Emmanuel in space. Yeah. 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 It doesn't belong in the men's special interests. <laughs> it's taxing because oh. every time I watch it, I go cross eyed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going upstairs to have a really big think about Emmanuel in space. <laughs> <laughs> You've been thinking about it all night. Mum, mum, no, I'm thinking. <laughs> Don't come in, I'm thinking. No, it's if, there's a, funny. if there's a crusty stock on the uh, handle of the door, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so it reminds me this this morning um, where this is. So, so where do I have? I, uh, I like... Um, this is like a studio, so it's like at the bottom of the garden above the garage. Yeah. And straight out there, so in front of me is two sort of big windows, and that looks into across the street and into um, the, the, the neighbours behind, and they also have sort of big floor ceiling windows, and that's their bedroom. And uh, I come in here and work every morning, and I was on, I was on a works meeting at 9 o'clock, and she was sat there on the end of her bed in a towel. And she knows full well that I like we literally make eye contact several times a day and occasionally, you know, and I was sat here and I thought she's, she's completely forgotten. Yeah. She's just chilling with this like towel, like Lucy. I thought if, if that slips anymore, we're in for a nip slip. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then at one point she sort of looked and made eye contact for like a millisecond and she just legged it. <laughs> just, just straight out of the room. But then it sort of made me feel like a perv, even though like I'm just looking at my laptop. And like I felt like I, I I was some sort of peeping tom, like I was in the wrong. Yeah, but your knob was in your hand at the same time. <laughs> Mouse in one hand, knob in the other. <laughs> Just yeah, fucking dead in the eye. Yeah, I'm thinking right at you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Liam, before we go any further, yes. are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. Who are you? Where are you? Why are you? When are you? How are you? What is you? Who are you? Who are you? Where are you? Why are you? When are you? How are you? What is you? Who are you? Where are you? Why are you? When are you? How are you? What is you? Who are you? Where are you? Why are you? When are you? How are you? What is you? Oh, that is my favourite thing ever. And do you know what? <laughs> Listening to it is good, but with that sort of clip art you've got going on as well. That took me two days to do like, that. Yeah, yeah. That's a full package experience. Though. <laughs> with uh, that, it, it's, it's like a acid trip. <laughs> Literally, where I'm delving deep into my own consciousness, just asking all the deep questions of life. What is you? What is you? What am I? What is anyone? Everything's really echoing. <laughs> oh dear. Right, so yeah, uh, let us know your answers then, please. Right. Do you know what? For weeks I've been thinking, since Ross asked me, I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come up with something really good for this. Right, okay. I enjoy it. You're building it up now. <laughs> No, I've still got to finish it. And then what I did was nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I'm winging it here. Welcome to the show. Everyone else does. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're the only person to not have the sort of rabbit in the headlights look. Yeah. I think the first two or three guests had it the worst because they had no idea it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine um, if that just hits you. Yeah, yeah, slap, <laughs> crash, bang, wallop. Yeah. What a video! What a video! <laughs> I was I'm actually saying, saying that I was, I'm in a hotel this week, um, somewhere Kegworth, I think, or something like that. And um, the woman, oh, she was the spitting image of Sue from um, <laughs> I'm Alan Partridge. Just a bit longer blonde hair, but she she looked just like her, and she, I just wanted to run down in me um, shower curtain. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't worry, they'll all be reattached. I checked. <laughs> I was I was I was watching a clip this morning of the Scissor Dial, um, which was just you know it was one of his newer ones. I think it might be a couple of years old now, but um, that is 
absolutely amazing. It's when he goes and he visits the Freegan, and it's the guy who lives off people's rubbish, but isn't quite and like sort of Alan's like sat in his kitchen. Like it's actually quite nice. Nothing is brand new, but it's quite lovely, isn't it? And he's like giving him these like, uh, what would you eat this? Would you eat that? And he's like, yeah. He's like, would you eat a would you eat a bottle of coke that's got bite marks around the top? What do you what do you drink a bottle of coke that's got bite marks on the top? He's like, yeah. He was like, it's been bitten by rats. He was like. <laughs> Yeah, if the cap is firmly on, then yeah. What he goes? Would you eat a? Um, he goes. A, would you eat a boiled egg, still in its shell, but it's from the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. If it's still good to eat, I'll eat it. What about a condom full of grapes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he goes? You need you need, you need to sort yourself out, mate. <laughs> Does, doesn't he abandon him? Uh, as, in a skip, yeah. In a skip, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I honestly don't think I've seen that. Oh, it must be a bit of partridge I'm missing. Oh, it's a full series. It's called The Scissor Dial. Well, I think it's about three or four episodes. Yeah. He, do, he does like work experience in there, what he calls a, a supermarket. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that bit. And he's, he's speaking yeah. to like the store manager. He's like, so you don't actually own the place, do you? He's like, no, I'm the store manager. He's like, okay, okay. He goes, by the way, Really nice to be greeted by that warm air curtain on the way through. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hang on every word that Alan Partridge says. Because <laughs> um, I, I drive a lot, I listen to, obviously, yourselves, a lot of books, but from the Oast House as well. I don't know I if still, you've listened I still to need that to, I still need to listen yeah, to it. I've got yeah, it on my PC. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. It is, I've been told it's awesome. I must have listened to it about 10 times now. He's just fantastic. There's there's not a sentence that isn't good. I don't don't know how he does it. Like literally like every, everything he says is gold in some way, you know, it's, I like the bit in that scissor. It, it, don't they put him behind a checkout or something? Yeah. And then he goes, there you go. I'll have a nice day, love. And, and <laughs> it's just, you think, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you I, doing? I've mastered the art of chat and scam. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you all right packing? He's, he's, like, have you, he's like, oh, have you checked your eggs? <laughs> nah, just, just a bit of chicken shit, but we all follow through from time to time, don't we? <laughs> I've actually I bought an old car for work recently. Just a banger. And I've wanted to spray um, cockpit partridge down the side of it <laughs> just for the crack because it's just a shitty old car. <laughs> I might I might get to Alfred's and buy some paint. I think I think the um, the girl who played you know the girl at the the travel tavern who um, yeah. a lot of the, a lot of those scenes she's like completely unaware of what the script is. So you know when she stood there and she's like smirking and trying not to laugh and she keeps ducking yeah. away. That's because she has no idea. So <laughs> her, her trying not to laugh is completely genuine. Bangkok lady boys. <laughs> Tell me about the lady boys. <laughs> Ooh, lady boys. <laughs> you big girls blouse. <laughs> right. You're almost you're almost getting away with not answering the questions. Yeah. So let, let yes, oh that. yes. The questions. Simon, do you wanna do you wanna hit do you wanna hit them out one at a time for him? Yeah. Who? Liam. Son of Heimdall, if I want to go into all Norse <laughs> mythology. Oh, dude, I, please do, because I want to. I'm quite. Uh, I've been balls deep in this sort of stuff recently. So, well, I, I did hear that, and that's another thing that I listened to the poetic editor and um, Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love it. But that's why I changed my name. Um, my missus said I was going to start with the Viking thing, so I thought to myself, <laughs> "Fucking, I'll show you too far." <laughs> So I got on the Deadpool website and changed my name to Bjorn Floki Lee. No, Floki Bjorn, Liam Christiansen Moser. That's it, yeah, yeah. And I was away at work in Newcastle and the letter dropped through the door for Floki and she rang me up and I recorded it and she was fucking screaming. <laughs> I said, I, I just said, wait until you get the um, kids changing names through. No, either in that. <laughs> so what, 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 what sort of set you off then? Like, what was the thing that... that... Because the names, the names that you've got in your name are, are from Vikings, aren't Vikings, they? yeah. It so, was. Um, I've enjoyed. I, I love the mythology. I think it might have been listening to Stephen Fry. Does he do? Is it Mythos or something like that? He did an audio book, right? Um, and he went into Greek mythology and stuff like that. And um, I just love the stories of it. And then when you watch Vikings as well, which is a great TV show, yeah, one of my favourites. 
a lot of it does tie into the mythology and stuff like that. And uh, and do you know what? I've never been religious, but I just love the gods because they're knobheads, basically. They're just knobheads. normal people. Yeah, yeah knobheads, yeah, yeah. they're normal people. <laughs> they're, um, they'll cheat, yeah, they'll, you know, they'll have a go, yeah, they'll double-cross, yeah, they'll... Yeah, the wankers. All this, so I started watching, like, after Vikings, as well, throughout Vikings, um, the series, I started watching a lot of documentaries to see how the differences between what we know, which isn't a lot really. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the records that were made by um the Christian, like by when England was invaded and they were making records of this invading force, because the, the Vikings just destroyed everything. So yeah. there's, there's very little that actually remains that is factual that you can and there's the odd bit where like you know, like abbots and monks and priests and that have made a record and it's been kept. But there's quite a lot of differences, isn't there, between what we actually know and what is portrayed in, in the series. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the whole thing about Vikings to begin with, Vikings was just a term for when they travelled. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's no such thing as a Viking, if you're with me. It's more of a job than a actual race or a time or anything like that. So, to be honest, if you delve deep into it, it's just all about being a good person, to be fair. It's just nice to others, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Look after yourself. This is this is getting quite preach, brother. Sort of, yeah, it's um, <laughs> I'm on the wrong podcast, I think. <laughs> well, the, the, sorry, the, the Nordic one starts at ten, so you can get. <laughs> oh, it's not what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the same Zoom info invites to so just stay on. It'll be all right. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I'll join that one. <laughs> I'll grab my axe and be drinking on, and see you there. I for for English A level I did a a thing about um the uh the influences of um mythology in Star Wars right and and the fact that a lot of the characters you can lift straight out of various different uh mythology and uh, you know like in in most stories and things like that you you'll find that you know there's like a, a wise uh older guy that they go to Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, and you'll very often yeah. find that you, you'll have like the messenger um, that that sort of takes you through. So it like um, I can't remember his name. Is it is it, is it Hermes? Is, is it a god? That's, um, is Hermes not Greek? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, one of yeah. them. One of them. Yeah, uh, and, the guy with uh, the wings on his. Yeah, yeah. He's got a he's got a delivery he's got a delivery um, service now, so he's doing yeah, quite well it. for himself. He's doing well for himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the DHL god, obviously. Um, but no, you've got the Castle Force god was quite powerful. But yeah, and Hermes is like C three PO and R two D two, basically taking you through, going from between different things. Um, yeah. I, I think I got a C. I don't think it was that good. <laughs> So as as I've just highlighted, some of the links were quite tenuous. <laughs> yeah, but they do that. Um, a lot of it's Lord of the Rings. Um, all the dwarf names are taken from Norse mythology. Right. Okay. Um, the names of the elves and the dwarfs within Norse mythology. So yeah, it does have a link to a lot of things like that. There's a lot of stuff taken from it. I think the um, so so the Hobbit and a lot of Tolkien's inspiration came from something called the Eldorado, which is Norse mythology. Yeah. It was it was a Nordic prose. And it was written in um, what you call stanza. And I've yeah. read um, the, 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 I've read something called The Legend of Sigurd and Gudrun, and that was basically Tolkien's um, really accurate represent. Because the the Eldorado um, was stored in this archive in London, they were protected, and there was a fire. I mean, we're going back hundreds of years. There was a, there was a fire, and they lost um, a lot of the stanza from the Eldorado. And Tolkien actually got commissioned to rewrite some of the stanza. And that's where a lot of his ideas for the, the the Hobbit and yeah, the dwarves are pretty much named identically. And the idea of this dragon sitting on a pile of treasure in the, in the mountain and the dwarves go and get the treasure back—that's all from the Elder Adder. The, the thing yeah. that's really hard to understand is these stanza. You can like it. So two lines might cover eighty years. So you'll literally read two lines, and that covers an eighty-year period, but it won't tell you. And then the third line will cover a five-minute conversation. And then the fourth line will cover the next 20 years. So the, so the one I read is before each stanza, there's basically a description like yeah. in, in layman's terms that says each line represents this. Because if you try and read it without the context, it's 
well, it's just fucking impossible. It's like you yeah, don't know um, what the fuck is going on. They tell you how it. They tell you the full story and then tell you the story because you won't understand it. Mm. But um, yeah, that's that's what's on my head. A stanza. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. from um, Have a Mouth. Like um, the words of the wise one, Odin's words. So it's right. stanza ninety-five from that. So it goes down my head and back up the other side. Does it, does it, does it link up on your back then? No, or... it just sort of like comes down one side and then carries on up the other. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't loop or anything like that. Right, okay. So, but yeah, that's that's a stanza from that. How did it feel getting it on your head? Do you know what? Not as bad as I thought. I thought I was going to prop a pussy out of it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's just a vibration. Just a, you feel it through your skull. Do you know what I mean? It's the pain cool, yeah. isn't that bad, but the vibration is. So, no, it's not too bad. So wait a minute, we've had 10 minutes on who are you now? So, where are you? <laughs> where am I? Um, Barrow in Furnace or Barra. Big up. Yeah, that's it. Uh, why are you? Um, why am I? I really should have thought this through, should I? Um, just because I am, to be fair. Okay. I'm just, I didn't ask to be me. Do you know what I mean? None of us did. It, it was forced upon me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, my dad decided to blow his beans and out came me. What? <laughs> out of your dad? Well, yeah, straight out of him. He had a massive jap <laughs> Fully, fully, Fully grown and formed as well. <laughs> Tattoos and all. Just bang. Well, there, there's a weirdy. <laughs> yeah, the beard proper irritated his bell end like... <laughs> <laughs> they had to get cream and everything. Uh, so you were born into a Kleenex? Yes. <laughs> Which would explain a lot, to be fair. Uh, when are you? Um. Oh, my God. There's so much pressure when you do this. I've listened to it about 20 times. When am I? Um. All the time. Everywhere. How are you? Nervous. It's a bit of a celebrity <laughs> thing with you, Simon, because I know Ross. But I've been listening to you for about a month now. And You'll fucking to, love that. If I had to do a list of top five celebrities, you know, you wouldn't make it, but... <laughs> you're, right, you're right up there with Charlie Dimmock. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I wear a bra occasionally, so that, that's not right. And you've got very strong calves and dirty fingernails. That's it. <laughs> Uh, and finally, who are you? Um, well, I go by many names. Like, no, literally, no, no, I've changed no, my name twice. Finally, Liam. it's what are you? All oh, right. <laughs> what am I? Um, oh, it's so boring just saying human, isn't it? That no, is like... It's fact, uh, factful. Yeah, but we're not here for facts, Simon, are we? We're here for comedy, <laughs> right? And a bit of fun. If you wanted facts, I'd have brought me Guinness Book of Records book. And we could have just sat here all night reading who's put the most pegs on the face. Well, that's a Patreon episode already made, isn't it? <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> That'll fill an hour, easily. I'd listen to it, I'd listen to it. Um, what was the question again? Uh, it doesn't matter anymore, don't worry. <laughs> <about it. laughs> Uh, so going on to movies, uh, obviously when we did it, we had a bit of a struggle and we had a rejects list. Have, have you got a, a few rejects there ready for us? I have. Printed out and everything. Oh, excellent. Organised. Tell you what, I better hide some of this because it's also got my number one on the same sheet. <laughs> Not that organised. <laughs> so yeah, have so... Got, have you got facts about it or are you just going to go straight in? No, I, do you know what? I'll read the list and if you want to talk about any, we can do All that. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not that I'm dictating the podcast to you, by the way. Hey, you're it's the your guest. It's your, show, it's your show, don't worry about it. It's all about you. <laughs> right, in no particular order. Well, the first one on here, I didn't want to put on because it's a bit miserable, but scum. Right, okay. Uh, Ray, um, Ray Winston. Ray Winston. Yeah. And his first yeah. film, but I thought that's going to be a bit depressing to talk about. 
Do you know what I mean? So I've, I've seen that scene so many times now. Um, it 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 just pops up on like random videos on Facebook, and I watch it every time when it, he obviously gets kicked in, doesn't he? Yeah, and then he goes down and gets the pool ball and puts it in a sock and brays him. And to be honest, I think the the worst bit isn't him getting caned with that pool ball. It's when he keeps repeatedly kicking that guy in the balls. You know, <laughs> no. he, he just kicks him in the dick, doesn't he? Full on, like when you know, you know the bit I'm talking about, don't you? The, the thing is, some people would pay for that. <laughs> Wasn't there a taxi driver in Barrow who used to do that? <laughs> yeah, there, there was. <laughs> well, instead of a fair, really, there's, tell there's, you what. There's a taxi Five driver in Barrow. He used to, he used to, he used to pay. He used to um, come and he'd go and get you a pizza, and he he wouldn't charge you. He'd pay for the pizza, and he'd get people to, like step on his nuts and spit on him, and that. That's the first I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, for for twenty nugs, you know, it's <laughs> not skin off my nose. Like, <laughs> kick, kick him in the nut. <laughs> The pizzas were always good as well. He didn't expect much. It's not like he showed up and said, give us a reach around and then you can have this Big Mac. It was predetermined, contractual. <laughs> Consensual. <Ball kicking. laughs> yeah, I, I, good one. I, re- I recently found out um, Ray Winston used to live around the corner f- from us, uh, just at the, t- at the top of the, uh, of the road. Uh, when he was doing Robin of Sherwood. Right. Um, that was... Filmed apparently in Manchester, Granada Studios filmed it. So we lived in he lived in Breadbury, so it was a local to the pub around the corner for, for years apparently. And you never bumped into him? No, he used to he used to live, he used to live two houses up from Bill Tarmy from Coronation Street. <laughs> uh, Jack Duckworth. Oh, Jack. Yeah, he used to he used to live on Stockport Road, and Ray Winston lived two houses up. It's a bit of a hot spot, isn't it? Is uh, Staley Bridge? I don't Rom- live in Staley Romley, Bridge. Romley, Romley. <laughs> well, that, technically that's Breadbury. But Rebe- Rebecca Adlington, the, the swimmer, lives just around the corner as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Fucking hell, they're all from there. Yeah. She's, you see it swimming down the canal in the mornings. <laughs> when, we were doing the, uh, when we were doing the quizzes over lockdown, I felt like every time there was some sort of celebrity mention, one of you would go, they used to live around here, you know. <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about Keenan and Kel. You know that Keenan? <laughs> <laughs> Moved into OJ Simpson's he old get, house. He used, to, he used to get Lucas here from my local premiere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Barra's not that bad for celebrities, all. We've got Dave the Airy Biker, haven't we? Yeah, I've got Dave Myers. We've got. Um... Who's the ginger one out of the sketch show? Oh, the redhead. Oh, yeah. Red hair. She used to go to Farncliffe, didn't Catherine, she? Catherine. T- no, is it, no, not Catherine. T- um... Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, trigger, yeah. was it Trigger Happy? T- oh, the fact that one, the fast show. No, the sketch show won it, I think. It was called no, the sketch show, the fast show. I don't the know. Fast show, some... The fast show won it, I think. Won it the one with the guy with the massive, what was the guy with the massive phone? Trigger Happy TV. Oh, was Trigger Happy TV. That was Dom oh. Jolly, wasn't it? It wasn't that then, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah she went to our school. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's about it, I think. No, Mick, I think Mick Hucknall's from around there as well. Oh, he's got family around here, definitely, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Mick Hucknall's from around here. No, he fucking isn't. I'm you know, sure. Simon, you can have Keith and Kelly. You're not fucking having him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. The the first time I heard from him, uh, he he, he was friends it. with uh, my like sixth form teacher. Bullshit, not having that. <laughs> uh, Mick Hucknall, Mick Hucknall. Let's have a look. Uh, uh, born in Manchester, eighth of June, nineteen sixty. Yeah, but anybody from down south classes Barrow as Manchester. That's that's just a type. That's it. If you go on holiday and someone goes, "Where are you from?" You go Barrow. You go no. <laughs> you go near, near Manchester. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you if you say the lakes, they think you're some sort of fucking like you might as well live in Canada. Like, yeah. Uh, his his father was a barber in Stockport. He attended Ordenshaw School and lived in Hume. So I'm claiming Hucknall. <laughs> All right. I don't Who want him. You can have him. I was just doing it to, <laughs> well, to make a point. You, you, you've snatched him forcefully. <laughs> no, you can have him. You, Change your mind. Change if you bring Google into the equation, it means you're getting serious. I'll, I'll, I'll swap. Yeah, I'll swap you two Mick Hucknalls for one Dave from the Hairy Bikers. No, you're not having Dave. Never. Uh, not <laughs> no, you can keep. You can keep. Fuck him. You can keep Mick. Well, right, you, can, you can have Mick Hucknall and Fred Perry. He's you'll, be, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be bragging. You, you'll be defending Mick when Dave's got a fucking stir fry frying up on uh, by the Devonshire Dock Hall. <laughs> Feeding all the Did, tradesmen. My Nana saw, she saw Dave at the theatre bar, I think it was. And um, 
she just walked over to him and she went, do you know when you made your cottage pie? You used the wrong mints. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> he's out for a night out in the theatre bar or something like that, or somewhere it was. And she's going on about his mints from a few years back. Did he use lamb instead of beef or something? So he should yeah, have lamb instead of beef. Pie, it was so. a shepherd's pie, not a cottage uh, yeah. pie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he, he should know better, to be fair. He should do. He should yeah. do. <laughs> he, um, I stayed at his house when he lived over Rhode Island. And it, it was when he was doing the first series of The Hairy Bikers. And it was, um, I didn't know that's where we were going at the time. And they weren't that famous. So I was with a mate. And uh, he was like, oh, my family are having this like little do um, at this house on Rhode Island. Um, do you want to come with? So we ended up going to this house. I thought, fucking hell, it's nice in here. And they had this this family, they had bags of weed. And uh, and so we had to roll up. I remember rolling up this really nice rug so we didn't get burns on it. I was thinking, fucking hell, whoever lives here. To... And then they were like, oh, they started talking about the person who owned the house and they put the telly on and it was series one of the hairy bikers. And at the time, I remember thinking that like, they were nowhere near, you know, I mean, fucking everyone knows them now, don't they? But back then they were like just sort of getting, getting started. Um, so yeah, stayed at his house. Waited for everyone to go to bed, had the munchies, thought, can't wait to check out the kitchen and raid that. Yeah. <laughs> Went through all the cupboards. The only thing I could find was half a pack of after eights. <laughs> Never been more disappointed. Did he put them in the cottage pie as well? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, this is a famous cook, and all I can get is a pack of fucking after eights. <laughs> yeah. Was it, uh, was it his actual house, or was it just one he owned and he. No, it was his house. He lived there with his wife and his kids over Rhode Island. Yeah. And then he moved to onto Abbey Road, and now he's, they've moved. I don't know if they've moved abroad or not. But, uh... Sorry, are we talking about Dave from the Hairy Bikers now? Yeah, we're not talking yeah. about Simply Red. Or Keenan right. Intel. Right, okay, okay, okay. Right with you. They still live in Chicago. Um, so yeah, right, uh, Scum. So... <laughs> scum. Yeah. Right, um, going down. Joker, Nightcrawler, Shutter Island, Scarface, The Big Lebowski, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Fargo, Goodwill Hunting, Usual Suspects, Casino, Blood Diamond, Beach, um, Django, Inglorious. I can tell my voice has gone. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> oh, this is, my missus laughed at this, but this is probably my sixth favourite film. Um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Unbelievable. Everything about it. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is one of those things where if somebody suggests it, I would always say no. But if it's on... It's a bit like a finger up the ass. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but once it's in... <laughs> I think that could, that could be turned in. But once it's on, you can't not watch the rest of it. It's so frustrating. I, and I, th- I think Alan Rickman was... I think he won an award for it, didn't he? It was either a Best Supporting uh, Oscar or something. Or tell it, me it's from fucking Romley. <laughs> Used to live next door. Uh, used to hear him casting spells in the night. Used to bang on the wall time to shut up. Um, Christmas was a nightmare. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, his acceptance speech was basically, you know, all these years I've been trying to do subtle acting and I've done the most unsubtle acting in my life and I've been awarded the best ass, best uh, actor. Best Oscar. ass. Oh, shut <laughs> up, Ross. <laughs> That'll explain I mean, that um, uncomfortable erection I get when I see Snape. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Always wondered what that was about. Uh, Nightcrawler I watched last week for the first time ever. Yeah. And I, I thought I thought it was so fascinating. And Ross is going to hate me for this, but the end sort of disappeared. Yeah. And I, I, was, I was expecting it because it was building up and building up and building up and then just kind of bit of a wet fart at the end but like like 80% of it I thought this is going to be amazing and is that the Richard Ramirez biopic uh the night crawler as in the the serial killer no no, oh that's the night that's the night stalker sorry it's um Jake Gyllenhaal yeah yeah um I haven't seen it he basically he plays he plays someone he gets into um reporting on crimes um getting to the crime scene first filming it and selling the pictures um but he's a bit twisted himself as well so mm. it's good you, it's you definitely worth a watch you don't really sort of find that it, it just gives you little glimpses of what he's like at first don't you you just think he's a bit odd at first that's all yeah but as it goes along you sort of realize that no there's 
something seriously wrong here. But again, you don't really find, even at the end, you don't really quite find out what's wrong with him, do you? Um, no, but I think, I don't know, I think that adds to the film. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't go off your review of 80% of the time, it's amazing all the time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I enjoyed the ending. But yeah. like you said, you could see it as a bit of a disappointment because it does build up to like, you're thinking this massive crescendo. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't really have that. No. But but no, it's definitely definitely one to watch. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. I'll um, check that out. Um, even if you watch it for like the the the, the sort of car chasey bit at, at the end, that's yeah, quite. It takes quite a weird turn at the end of it, doesn't it? So it, it's yeah. it's worth it's worth watching it for that alone. I tell you, I tell you something. I watched for the first time this week, Casino Royale. Which which one? The the only oh. one. No, it's a remake scene already. Right? Oh, it. Bond, Daniel Craig. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, never seen it. It's amazing. It's good, yeah. It's... <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah, it's good. But Daniel Craig is a sexy fucker, though, isn't he, as Bond? You can't, <laughs> you can't deny it. Like, I'm sat there thinking, he's, a, he's, a, he's an absolute Adonis, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'd have a shot, like. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I reckon we could all have a crack. Who do you reckon has a better shot out of all three of us? If if Daniel Craig was if, if Daniel Craig was stood at the bar in chapless pants, and, and all Simon, three... Simon would fuck up his um, introduction about ten times, so he'd be out. You just ejaculate a baby out of your knob, so you'd be. Yeah. You know I mean? so it's me then. Yeah, it's you, Sweet. Um, no, I, I, it, originally Casino Royale was made in the sixties. Yeah, I'd forgotten actually that it was. Uh, was it the same sort of story then? Uh, there's, there's, there's a poker match or whatever game they're playing. So is it a Bond book? Uh, yeah, is it it's a, a bomb. Bond it's a Bond book. It's not an official Bond film. The first one, right? And different people play Bond. It, it's, it's quite. It's, it's just confusing. Saying that Fatima has like, is like proper in love with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, she's well into him. Like I think it's the lazy eye. She's, she likes Forrest, Forrest Whitaker for the same reason. <laughs> Old mortgage eyes. <laughs> one fixed rate, one flexible. <laughs> Forever be known as mortgage eyes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That might be a title for the podcast, Old Mortgage Eyes. That's the first time I've ever... I'm going to have to try my hardest now again. Yeah, you're going to have to top that, Ross. Yeah, well, it was actually nice with the last episode, Simon. I noticed you'd put one of your lines as the oh, yeah. title, yeah. Uh, which, was good, which was nice to see. <laughs> but, Just but, yeah. s- sprinkle a little bit of my humour over everything, you know, because you get, you get most of it. <laughs> um. So, uh, yes, yeah, so Nightcrawler was on there, um, yeah. Scum. Um, yeah, the Machinist. Was up there, definitely. Yeah. Depending on, what, depending on what mood I'm in, yeah. the machinist, I, I, I either love it or I I can't stand it. It's really weird. Really weird. I, I, I think it's impressive that he put so much effort into nearly died, nearly dying. Yeah. Um, but I think it. I think it's. I think he's a good actor without having to do that. I don't know. Nah, it's a, yeah, that transformation from the machinist to Batman yeah. is something else, you know what I mean? It is. But that's the bit that everyone that. talks about. Yeah, that's yeah. the bit that everyone talks about, though, is that transformation. You know, that's the, you're right. You can, you don't have, you don't have to. No. But, but that is the thing that everybody remembers it for is, is what he did and what he put his body through in order to do the role. It's the same with Matthew McGonaghy and Dallas Buyers Club. You know, yeah. like it's sort of less. I mean, the performance is amazing, but everyone really remembers what he put his body through in order to yeah. his commitment to the part. You know, but that's it. Do you think his performance um, in the Machinist, anyway, would have been as good if he hadn't have gone through that? Do you know what I mean? If he wasn't actually that thin, um, if it was all CGI, do you know what I mean? It's if he just had a Sunday dinner before filming it. And yeah, then... that's it. Rather than his tin of tuna and half an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fish and a rice cake. But no, I think... I think uh... I haven't watched that yet, Ross, have you? First dates. First dates. Yeah, of course I have. The thing is, I watched it not even knowing. Did you know? I knew about it and my missus has watched it, but I haven't yet. 
Oh, it, it, me and Fatima were watching it and he came on and went, fucking hell, that's Danny Andrews. <laughs> and I was like, who's that? I was like, I fucking went to school with him. Oh, fucking and, hell, uh, that's a celebrity we missed off from Barra, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Nice <laughs> <here. laughs> Oh, Cele- celebrity. Yeah, you're simply red, Simon. We've got fucking fish and rice cake, boy. Yeah, you wait, keep him. Give it five years, I'll be switching your Christmas lights on, Simon. <laughs> and he'll be putting a plug in your cupboard. <laughs> yeah. How do you remember about me getting a plug put in my cupboard? You told me on the podcast. <laughs> That was that was the beginning of December. That was a Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you saying some bloke comes down and puts plugs in your cupboard. I oh thought yeah, that's right. yeah. I didn't ask him to. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> there's a callback to five episodes before. Just it's just it's an odd job that just going door to door knocking on. You got a plug in your cupboard. Uh, Charlotte, do we need a plug in the cupboard? Well, it'll be useful for the Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, it'll be useful for the Christmas Come on, stick one in there, son. <laughs> well, he's got a big shady trench coat on. He's like that. High quality plugs there. Yeah, I've got single jewel chrome fit. <laughs> <laughs> you slip us an extra fiver, I'll put your USB socket in what's, there. Well. What's that one? That's my penis. <laughs> <laughs> what's that baby coming out at the end of it? <sighs> Next time on the Simon and Ross podcast. Liam's top five. Did it? Man of many talents. (laughs) (laughs) All all of them around a microphone. That's about it. (laughs) There'll be people doing a podcast in 10 years' time going, oh, Simon Parker's from uh, Romley, you know. So what do we go? Nice no, from fucking Barrow. Yeah, a couple of other guys from Barrow. You still live in McCutcheon in Barrow. And the thing is, I see your content that you put up on Facebook, and it always makes me piss myself laughing. There's one that, there's one that I was telling Simon about because when I was saying, "Oh, Simon, speaking to this 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 guy that I was friends with back in school, and I think he'd be really good on the podcast, and and, and, and he might be up for coming on." And I was <laughs> the one thing that came to mind is I don't know if you were in a hotel room or what, but you had that fucking pendulum or a towel or whatever and you stood there bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Germany, mate. Yeah, Germany, Germany. always. The old schnitzel was fucking swinging. I'd put a coin on two bits of string. Do you know how many takes that took? <laughs> yeah, honestly. We don't want to see the outtakes. <laughs> I, bet, I, bet you, I bet you were like criticising, like, was there a flash of bell there? Like, was there <laughs> out of a hundred takes, there was just one that didn't have a little pinching of sack. You know? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> oh, it was, it was. It took me hours, and this is this is how bored I was away from the family and the missus. Obviously, yeah, yeah. sometimes I was spending six, seven weeks in Germany. Do you know what I mean? Christ, yeah. And I'd get back to the room at night, and so I just do job. weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's, um, it's. I still do it now. Like I, I, I write dodecahedron songs almost, and write them down. So we, so we we did uh, Cy when we were in them. Um, there's a couple of things that we did in school, and the, the, one of them always brings to mind is is um, every year there was a poetry competition. And me and Wadey had this little thing going. We were called the Dodecahedrons, and at, at any opportunity we would get, we would whether it was in music and you had to do like uh, some sort of performance, it, we, we'd, we'd become the Dodecahedrons, and we wrote right. these songs. One of them was called Umbakacha, but it was known as so- Soggy German Women. Soggy German Women. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did, we did a take on uh, Is Nothing, but I think it was just called Tits. <laughs> uh, and, 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 um, she's got a second box. Oh, yeah, she's remember got a second that? that was a take on and uh, she She's Got a Secret Smile. <laughs> and she uses it to clean her teeth. <laughs> Nobody knows it, but she's got a second mouth. Good 
<laughs> one of these poetry competitions, they give you this shitty book, you know, and you've got to you've got to pick a poem and learn it off by art and then recite it in front of the class. And me and Wordy went to the teacher and said, can we do our own song? And we ended up doing Tenacious D's tribute. Right. And we, and we did it in front of the class, didn't we? Yeah, all we did was change the word song for poem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the best poem in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, we did the full thing, like the full song on the knees, air guitar doing this solo. Like, we absolutely went to town on it, didn't we? Yeah, it was good. And then we did I've, um, I've been listening to Tenacious Theme for, for about last week, it was. I went back through that first album and that. Quality album. It was, um, I was showing the kids, I was trying to show the kids some of it. Obviously, there were only nine and seven. So I didn't get very far. <laughs> um, I think it was Wonder Boy and Tribute was about as far as I could get. I think Wonder Boy is probably the best song on the album. Wonder oh, Boy has always it. been one of my favourites. You, you didn't play him fucker gently. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what you can see where like the dodecahedron inspiration came from. Because it's ridiculous as fuck and explicit as fuck. I was thinking the other day, you know, I was, I was actually in the shower and I was thinking about the dodecahedron. So obviously, I knew this podcast was coming up, and I was, I was thinking about Umbakacha, and uh, and I was just thinking about that bit at the end where he just ha ha ha. Reckon that's the first song composed entirely with no words in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was umbakachak fumashi sayo umbakachak fumashi umbakachak sayo umbakachak ho 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 you like do it in front of a classroom full of people completely like this is fucking legit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>